go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check Everybody, welcome to Background Check In, where we still believe your background shouldn't hold you back, but it should pay you back. That's right. Uh, welcome everybody to our midweek Background Check In. I'm here with my good friend Twan. Twan, how you doing, bud? I'm excited, man. This I, is. Uh... I think you've been on more than anybody now officially. Jessa has the count, the, the official count, but I think you've been on more than anybody. And and uh... is there like a you give out awards for? Correct. You get a cup of coffee. You get a background check. Uh, get a background check cup. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your votes. <laughs> um, man, Tuan, we are so happy about this, what we're doing. Happy to be uh, have you a part of this because, you know, um, man, since you and I met, it's just been crazy. You know, the, our paths are different, but our, our mindset is the same. Our mission is the same. Our goals are, you know, pretty much the same. And uh, so, just take it, take it, take a second to welcome yourself. Okay, everybody already heard your full story. Everybody now has heard the audio and they heard the video. But just uh, take take a second to introduce. We've had since your interview with Olivia, we've had about sixteen hundred new weekly subscribers. Wow. So, so we got a lot of new people that don't know your story yet at all. That may have not listened to you and, and Olivia or any of your old podcasts. So just take take a minute to introduce yourself real quick and then we'll get into our what we're doing. Yeah. First off, uh, all praise and glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen. for uh for saving my life. I was a wretched sinner. Uh just a great way to open up. Uh saved by God's grace and uh went to prison three times. If you don't if you're not familiar with my story, uh I kinda lived that 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 crazy dope boy life where, you know, it was all about drugs, fame you know, I was a womanizer, you know, just all, all those things. And uh, I gave my life to Christ, went into ministry when I was in prison, got out, uh, became a le- certified leadership speaker, coach and trainer for John Maxwell, which we're both on the same team. Yes. And uh, became an entrepreneur. And I was like, you know what? Um, I want to I figure out how to build an online coaching business. Yeah. Uh, God gave me kind of like a vision when I was incarcerated and I just pursued it. And now I have a, a, a you know a multi million dollar coaching company now, with like a small team of seven to eight people. Wow, and I've that's been awesome. able to, uh, you know, serve over like three hundred Christian coaches in helping them build online and just helping them just make money. So wow, you know, a, a big part of just our story, and I can kind of segue into that is, uh, you know, when I was incarcerated. Um, I discovered this book right here. Yeah. Okay. And this is going to be a big part of what we're going to talk about today is the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Uh, and as I was just reading this, Jay, and just even on the drive here, I'm from Houston, Texas. 
He drove all the way up from H-Town. Come on, people. And he's representing his team. I've never seen him wear this shirt before until they made the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I don't know what he thought about him before. But now he's repping them. And uh, and they're doing great. They won their division, and they're in the playoffs just like us. Yep, and Dallas fans too. <laughs> yeah, Dallas fans too. <laughs> what about the Dallas fans? We don't need to talk about them on, on this we'll show. We'll save that for another episode where we talk about Texans. and. Uh... Jessa Lynn uh, loves to talk about the Cowboys, so whenever she's on air, she always, you know, people will people, people, wanna... we'll write in and say, tell Jessa I'm a Cowboy fan with her, you know. I don't want to start a riot on this podcast. This is for personal growth today, y'all. <laughs> Let's keep let, let's keep it family oriented. <laughs> oh man, so uh, so yeah, we 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 kind of that's how we met each other. Yep, was uh, through the John Maxwell uh, Facebook group. Yeah, because I went on there, I signed up for my first IMC, and I signed up on there and uh, introduced myself, gave my little one minute right. story. And then all of a sudden, I kept seeing your name pop up on, on all the comments. Yeah. Everybody just tagged you. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this Tuan Win guy is, but uh, evidently, I'm about to get to know him. Yeah, we so. we met over breakfast. And let me let me just clarify something. So when 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 we say that we're John Maxwell certified speakers, coaches, and trainers, I want to give some context because a lot of guys in prison always ask me like, hey, what is it that you do? Like, how how can I become a coach like you? Are you a life coach? Uh, and and so what? John Maxwell is, he's the number one leadership guru in the world. He's written over 108 books. Uh, he's like the go-to guy when it comes to leadership, communication, personal growth. Uh, he was a former pastor, but now he just speaks on. Even in the even in the secular world, he's yeah. in high demand for his leadership skills, you know. And uh, But he does profess his faith. I've heard him tell stories about how, you know, corporations, secular corporations, will have them come do leadership stuff. And then I remember he said one time, he said, somebody came up to me after a meeting, a leadership meeting for a company and said, John, where do you, where do you get all this stuff? Right. And he said, you don't want to know, you know, you don't want to hear it. He's like, no, you're really, I do. And he said from the Bible and because they're not Christian companies or they're not faith based or whatever, he goes in and just takes the principles of the Bible that he, that he knows and just presents them. He doesn't say these are from the Bible. These are not from the Bible. He just presents them. And uh, and I think that's why he's in such high demand uh, all over the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and, you, and you're, if you're wondering, can anyone get certified as a speaker, coach, and trainer and get the training that me and Jay have? The answer is absolutely yes. You know, there is a price tag on getting a certification. You do have to travel and spend like maybe three days at a conference. Uh, there's online courses and curriculum that you have to go through. The biggest benefit of being a John Maxwell speaker, coach, and trainer is you have tools that yeah. can, one, help you maybe build maybe a consulting business. You can go and work with the youth. You can work in churches. Uh, it, there's 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 several different lanes that you can actually choose right. inside John Maxwell certification. Um, but I will tell you that you can get certified. You can get as many certifications as you want, that doesn't guarantee income. Correct. Okay. So I just want I just want to clarify that that it still requires work, even though you get certified and get education and a lot of things. You know. So just don't think that this is going to give you instant success. That's great. That's great. So uh, man, let's talk about why we're here and what we're doing and and why we're doing it. I I think. <laughs> It's it's prison transformation. I got when I was in prison, God gave me this vision, Jay, and you've heard me say it. I'm pretty sure God has placed the same vision in you. It is how do we 
transform prison culture. And for me, God showed me that 75 to 80% of men and women always come back to prison. And my question is, why do we, why do some of us always go back? I've been once and I had, I did not find anything there that made me want to come back. Peanut butter pancakes. Like I could get, I could use my own natural GIF peanut butter on my pancakes out here and get all the syrup I want. Right. So, you know, you talk about prison transformation. I mean, none of this happened outside of prison. It started. I mean, you've grown it, but you started it all in prison. Uh, talk a little bit about, because I don't think we covered it on the video interview of you, uh, Olivia. Talk about how the idea of John Maxwell started with you in prison and the things you did to make sure you got, you know, uh, curriculum in front of you and the guys and, and how that whole thing started, because that's foundational to why we're even doing this today as well. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you have, I'm, I'm, from time to time, what I want to do just in this series here is I'll pause and I'll have you write something down. Maybe you can catch that later, but I want you to write this down. Is faith doesn't make sense until you look at things in reverse. That's good. Okay. I'm going to say one more time. Faith doesn't make sense until you look back in reverse and you realize Man, God was working on our lives the whole time, even Absolutely. when we were in prison. Absolutely. Um, and I look back even on this drive here this morning, like, man, none of that made sense when I was first diving into this. Yeah. It didn't. Because I would have never foresaw in seven years from when I first tapped into this book and I started learning about personal growth and I started seeking out this leadership journey that I would be here today. Yeah. And then now there's 700,000 tablets, 3,400 prison units. And we have a video podcast that's speaking to you right now. Like you're seeing me. We didn't have this when, when I was right. in prison. Right. I, and it's crazy that the reach now, because now I get to share this journey and me and Jay get to come alongside. Yeah. And, and we, we, it's like mentorship at a new level, man. Well, and I know there's people in Arizona and Alabama and I think Arkansas that specifically after your audio podcasts have written and asked, you know, Hey, is there anything Twan can point me to right now? Is there anything Twan can help me grow with while we're in here? And the answer is yes. The answer is right now. This is what we're about to do. We're about to partner and collaborate with one of our favorite mentors and, uh, and give you guys everything y'all need to, to grow while you're in there. And some of you are doing life without, uh, this is, this applies to you too. You know, no matter where you are logistically, geographically, everything we talk about in this series is going to apply to you in some way, whether you're male, female, whether you're in G5, life row, death row, whatever you want to, general population, it's all going to, you can benefit from this in some way for yourself. And like John Maxwell says, you can hold the ladder for somebody else as well. And, uh, and that's what we're doing right now. We want to hold the ladder for you guys to climb wherever you are. We know we have a following out here as well on YouTube and Apple and Spotify. So this is going to be available on, on all the audio podcasts as well. You won't see some of the visuals, uh, that, that, that we're going to have, uh, on the video podcast, but, uh, it's available on all of our platforms. So, uh, get ready, get ready. It's going to be fun. I want to give you guys a foundational verse on why we're doing this. And it comes from second Timothy two verse two, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible, Timothy was actually in prison writing this uh, before his deathbed. But the scripture says, And the things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men 
that will be able to teach others. A big part of uh, just what God's done in our lives, he's placed deposits yeah. in us. And they've been through the Bible, through growth, through mentors that have poured into your life and my life. And what good would it do if we can't give back? And so today, and just throughout this series yeah. and just throughout other podcasts we're going to do, just know that our heart is for transformation at a new level with this video podcast. Uh, I wrote this down. I want to just read this. Our hearts for our hearts are for men and women who are incarcerated to unlock, to help them unlock hidden potential that will help them become change agents. <laughs> just like David yep. West, yep. shout out. Um, because you know what? I, I want men to be leaders of your households. I want men to be respected. I want men to be able to build trust, to have influence. Uh, I want women uh, to be to be honoring, to be wives who are revered by their children, yep. uh, to be able to walk according to uh, what a Proverbs 31 wife looks like. And don't worry, if you're single, you're in this category too. <laughs> exactly. You're in this category too because be, I want you to become the person that you want to attract in your life. And it starts right now, right where you're at. Because no one's really single. Because you're either married to a, a, a natural beauty on earth or a natural spouse, or you're married to Jesus. Mm. Because the whole the whole basis of our relationship with God is a marriage. Right. And so you, you are the bride. No matter whether you're single or not, you're the bride of Christ as the body of, as the church body. So that's good. He said you're not single. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so don't be cheating. Don't be cheating on Christ. He's your groom. Don't yeah. be cheating on him. That's so good, bro. That is so good. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what Mark Cole did for you when you first got out. Talk about your, how did, how did you get, you know, I mean, I know there's Maxwell books every once in a right. while in units, but how did you get Maxwell curriculum into your unit? <laughs> yes, I'm going to make you talk about it. Some, you know, somebody's going to be ordering this book after this Oh yeah, I mean, I already told him on the last episode. I said you gotta order these. You gotta order the book. Oh, I didn't tell you this, bro. Michael Etchison, a listener in uh, in, in uh, Missouri, Northeast Christian, he wrote me and he said, "I've already talked to the chaplain. We're going to start a class and order the book and go along with y'all." Wow. So that's gonna praise <laughs> God. And people have been writing in and all that stuff. I mean, this is exactly what they need, and uh, and, and it's an honor to be able to partner with you, collaborate with you. Um, and share some of our our favorite stories that have to do with these laws, but also our favorite laws. And we're going to start out with seven, but you know, we 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 already we hear you, we see you, yeah. And uh, you know, we probably won't stop at seven, but we're gonna we're gonna do these first seven. So yeah, we're just gonna get started. Give give an outline of the ones, just just like a uh, the ones we're doing. Yeah. So out of the fifteen invaluable laws of growth, we're gonna focus on I think maybe six or seven. Uh, we're gonna focus on the law of intentionality. Uh, the law of awareness. Uh, let's see what else we got. The law of the mirror. The law of environment. The law of trade-offs. The law of the rubber band. The law of reflection. And we'll break down those seven laws because those are some of my, you know, our yeah, personal yeah, favorite absolutely. laws. And you know what our hope is, y'all, 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 y'all pray for us on this. Is I have this grand idea of actually one day interviewing John Maxwell himself and having him or maybe the CEO Mark Cole actually speak directly 
to you yeah. in this video podcast Absolutely, here. Y'all. Yeah, um, so y'all keep that in your, y'all keep that in your prayers. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we, before we get into that real quick, I, I want to read this uh, graphic. I want to put the graphic up for you guys, but um, the, the things that we talk about, the laws that we talk about of growth, can only happen if your mindset is right. You know, you know what I'm saying. If you're willing to grow, will these laws help you into growing? But if you're stuck, if you have a fixed, there's a a, a graphic growth mindset, fixed mindset, and. If you are, this is the way it's always been, so this is the way it's always going to be, that's a fixed mindset. And uh, the graphic talks about what a growth mindset looks like and what a fixed mindset looks like. And a growth mindset says, I can learn anything I want to. Hmm. And now with Pando in prison, YouTube out here, uh, you can learn literally anything you want to learn. I changed my car door handle from a YouTuber. He's not an influencer YouTuber. This is a redneck dude out in the country that just said, hey, I want to help y'all fix, you know, replace your car, your Kia car door. You know, I can learn anything I want to. A fixed mindset says I'm either good at it or I'm not, meaning it's not for me or I don't, I'm not good at it, so I'm not even going to try. A growth mind, mindset says when I'm frustrated, I persevere. Fixed mindset says when I'm frustrated, I give up. Growth mindset says I want to challenge myself. Mm. Fixed mindset says I don't I don't I don't like to be challenged. Growth mindset says when I fail, I learn. I like to say when I fail or when I lose, I actually win. Yeah. When I fall, the fixed mindset says when I fall, I'm no good. I, I, I encounter this all the time with people, you know, like when they make make a bad mistake, when they mess up, when they fall, they're like all of a sudden, oh, I'm a horrible Christian. I'm horrible. They begin speaking this stuff because maybe that's how they were taught in their church growing up. That when you sin, you're just this wretched person and you don't have any, you're not, you don't have any use. Um, growth mindset says, tell me, tell me I try hard. Tell me I try hard. I love this because we're learning this in our parenting. Right. Between intelligence praise and I can't remember what the other praise was, but growth mindset says, tell me I try hard work for my effort the fixed mindset says tell me i'm smart mm. that's that's key because we've been doing it wrong parenting we've been telling our kids uh how smart they are right and if they think they're smart then they don't need to try anymore wow but if you if you praise their effort then they're going i mean even scientifically when they hear praise on their effort the chemicals released in the brain says i like this praise and if I got this much praise for this much effort, let me let me give some more effort. So now one says, tell me I'm smart. If I'm smart, I don't need to go any further. Right. One says, I like your effort. You try hard. Well, now what do I get if I try harder? Mm. Growth mindset says, if you succeed, I'm inspired. Fixed mindset, this is huge in the church. If you succeed, I feel threatened. Wow. Growth mindset says, my effort and attitude determine Everything fixed mindset says my abilities determine everything. So what we're what our one of our goals is is to give you all the tools, but to 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 show you that sometimes we can we can kind of fall into this fixed mindset, and you you have to be intentional. The law of intention about about being about growth. Growth just doesn't happen. You don't just wake up and everything's there. Yeah, man, that's so good right there. But um, I want to. You ready to let's do it? Dive in. Yeah. 
So a big part of this book right here, I'll share a little bit about my journey and just how these books have changed my life outside of just, you know, the Bible and just my relationship with Christ. These gave me laws to really dive into personal growth. And when I say laws, it's just like the Bible. The Bible gives us keys, right? Yep. yep. Um, Jesus tells us that I've given you keys to the kingdom of heaven, right? Here's what I want you to understand as we dive through these laws. And, and you know, sometimes they, we can reference them as keys or principles or precepts. You know what these laws do, Jay? They open or close doors in your life. Yep. Okay. Uh, these laws or these keys can actually unlock hidden potential in you that can change the trajectory of your entire life once you learn how to apply these laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when I was in prison, I discovered that God gave me this hunger for leadership because earlier we talked about why do 75%, 75 to 80% of men and women come back? Like the pancakes aren't that great. <laughs> no. You know what it is? It's the lack of leadership in their yeah. lives. Yeah. And since we can't lead ourselves, we often are going back to prison because somebody's telling you when to wake up, when we, to go shower. We default to, to follow. If we don't, If we don't lead ourselves or anybody else, we, then we default to following. Mm. And so we just follow everyone else back to prison. Wow. And then we follow them to the chow hall and we follow them to turn out to wherever, you know. If we don't if we don't lead, we default to follow. How many of y'all are living life by default right now? Whew. You know, and even even your computer says, Would you like to change your default, default browser settings to to <laughs> to do this? You know, and I have a I have a choice. To say yes, make this my default, or no, I, I choose this one today. Yeah, you know and that's intentional. I'm intentional about what I choose, not just you know. And sometimes, uh, when I call tech support for one of our our audio podcast hosts, uh, the the website host, it wasn't they weren't uploading anymore, and they said um, you need to change browsers. Mm. So now, when I change browsers to upload the audio podcast. And then it says, do you want to make this browser your default browser? Right. And I say no, because it's not my default browser. I intentionally choose something else to do. I'm, I'm going to upload my podcast on this browser. Right. But I don't, want to, I don't want all the other cons that come with this browser. I like the other one better. Mm. So intentionality, man. Yeah. Let's dive into it. So this first law that we're going to talk about. Now, there's 15 laws. We're going to share with you maybe six or seven of our personal favorites. But the first law I want to dive into is what we call the law of intentionality, where this law is so foundational for all the other laws because it's getting started. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Hey, before you start, we are going to make our notes for each episode available to you, mm. okay, on the tablet. I will. So if you want, if you want one, uh, if you want to follow along or want our notes after each episode, you let me know. And I will uh, I will send them to your tablet, and then that way you have the notes on your tablet as a photo all the time. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, the law of intentionality, by far our favorite go-to law. It was the it was the key for me to get started. And I want to share with you two questions that John Maxwell asked us early on. Uh, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. If not, we're going to send you the notes anyway. Is what are you doing right now to develop yourself? That's question number one. Question number two is, what are you doing to develop others? Question number one, Jay, what are you doing right now to develop yourself? It's foundational for your growth. Right. Okay? 
if you are wanting to lead or you're leading others, you need to have something to offer. And what I'm saying is you can't give something that you don't have. Um, that's foundational. That's for you. Now, the second question is, what are you doing to develop others? Now, now I love this right here because it's all about compounding effect. Yes. It's about multiplication. It's not just about you. It's about how do I actually multiply others? If, if you're looking to be a business owner, right, you're going to need employees. And how do you develop people would determine how big your business can yeah. grow. Yeah, that's good. Um, you can also correlate that to the kingdom of God because right now maybe you're not able to build a business. How are you discipling other men and women to advance the kingdom of God? This is all about developing other people as well. Like you can lead right now, right where you're at. I'm not saying go start a business because some of you guys can't really start a business. Yeah. But these are principles. not a legal one. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not a legal one. But 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 those are two foundational yeah. questions here when we talk about intentionality. Growth doesn't happen automatically. It requires you to be very intentional right so those two questions are going to be foundational um you know when i first started my leadership journey i was at the carol vance unit and shout out to all my carol vance guys what's up what's up carol vance tfa i stepped onto that unit and we were we had some peer-driven classes and there was a class called leadership communication okay, okay. at that time i was just still trying to find my place you know i, I was still seeking more purpose I was saved. Yeah. You know, this is my third trip back to prison. You know, I was doing a little bit of ministry, one-on-one discipleship and things like that, memorizing the word of God. But there, there was something that really interested me this time about leadership that I didn't really invest in last time. Right. So I went down to this class called Leadership Communication. It was a peer-driven class. And I saw some old VHS tapes. How many of y'all remember VHS <laughs> tapes? And I saw this guy named. So when you say peer driven for people that have never been to prison or listening out here, that means that it's inmate led. Inmate led. Inmate led. And I saw this guy named John Maxwell. And I just started watching his VHS series on just uh, leadership and teamwork. And there was one lesson that he taught on called the law of the price tag. And what he was sharing was, what are you willing to give up to go up? Yeah, And he spoke about like leadership and how that applies to every area of your life. And that did something in that, that it ignited something in my life that day of saying, I want to be a leader. I want to learn how to lead myself. I want to learn how to lead my family. You know, I wasn't married at that time, but it, it gave me a desire to want something more when that's it good. came to just leadership. And that's, that's how, good. that's how it all started, Jay. And here we are. And here we are, and uh, and and you have you have been able to take all those laws that you learned in prison, and uh, you know, do they only work in prison? No, they work outside. <laughs> they work too. everywhere you go. They work these laws work. Yep. I mean, because when he created this book, when he wrote this book, uh, he didn't write it with inmates in mind. You no, know? <laughs> but at the same time, man, inmates can use this, and and almost everybody in prison, you know got there and committed their crime because they did not know they, they didn't lead themselves well. You know what I mean? Yep. And they, maybe they followed somebody because they weren't even trying to lead. And so, uh, that, that's why I believe that this, a lot of you guys, have, gals have written in and say, man, we just want to be mentored and I can't do it with everybody who writes in outside of doing it this way. And so, uh, so make sure when he says, write this down, 
I, I want to go a step further. Memorize it. Memorize those things that he says write down. Write them down when you first hear them, but man, just say them over and over and over again where you can memorize them. Because when you when you get them ingrained on your heart and not just in your head, then you're living you're living the best version of your life that that you could possibly live. Mm, so so good. Memorize them and write them down. Um, how many of y'all have dreams, goals, aspirations just to do better? Um, you know, everyone has a different definition of what success looks like. But if you're like most people, you have one or more mistaken beliefs. And then these are like limiting beliefs that often create gaps in your personal growth and stops you from reaching your potential. What we're going to dive into right now is me and Jay are going to share with you eight, 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 eight growth traps that are keeping you stuck in the same vicious cycle. Uh, it's keeping you in living just an average mediocre lifestyle. It's keeping you comfortable instead of stretching you. And I want to kind of talk into these eight different growth gaps and how you can maybe overcome them. Uh, let's talk about number one, Jay. Yeah, and, and I want to add to what you just said, too. It keeps you on default yep. instead of choosing life intentionally. Yeah. It, 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 these, these gaps, as we go through them, pay attention, like you said, and, and, and take a good evaluate evaluation look at your life and go man that's me that's because growth has to be honest you can't you can't be honest or dishonest and not grow you got to be honest about where you are about what you have what you don't have you know who you are now as opposed to who you want to be after the growth and um so these gaps are so important even i was i mean i already know them all but even as i was rereading them as a part of doing this doing the series i was just like man you know no matter who you are, where you've been, we have the potential risk of falling into these gaps. Mm. So, all right. Uh, number one, the assumption gap. The assumption gap says, I assume I will automatically grow. Uh, there's a pretty cool quote by Bruce Springsteen, uh, Jay, if you want to yeah. touch on that. He says, a time, a time comes when you need to stop waiting for this man you want to become and start being the man you want to be. That's what intentionality is all about. Right. Is don't wait to become the person uh, you want to be. Start now. Uh, I love this because in the beginning of Genesis, God created men and women in his image in Genesis 1, 27 and 28. Since God is a creator, he calls us to what? To create. create things. In the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. And then he created creatures to fill the land. And then man and Eve came into the picture. So your purpose is to live in this creative space. God created us to make things. Like you made this podcast studio and you turned this into um, a a video where now we're literally reaching all people over the world now because you made this and God placed a creative spirit in you to do this, right? I want to... I want to talk about Genesis 128 because this is something that I've learned here too, right? In this verse, it says, number one, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. I want you to write this down. Be, do, have. Being fruitful is becoming what God has placed inside you. Yeah. A lot of us, we haven't become but instead, we're pursuing to have all these things mm-hmm. in our lives. Like when I was in the streets, 
I didn't know nothing about becoming. I just thought that the more money I made, uh, the nicer jewelry I got, the nice cars, me popping bottles in the club. Like it was me wanting to have all these things yeah. so I could become somebody. Right. But it's totally opposite. Right. Even if I accumulated all these things that this lifestyle or the world promised me, I wouldn't know how to manage yeah. everything. What God is saying here is I want you to, number one, be fruitful, which means become the seed that I placed inside you, become that. And then in order to multiply, what you're doing is that's a process of doing. Right. Yeah. So as you become, you're able to do the things and then from there, having dominion, based on that, now you can have all the things that God has intended for you. And they will come more easily to you. You still have to do a lot of hard work. Right. But they'll fall into the correct order and priority in your life because you are being who, you call, who you're called to be and doing the things you're called to do first. Uh, and I think it's interesting to point out, Tuan, that you know the devil can't create anything. Mm. The devil was not made in God's image. God is a creator. He made us in his image. So we create because we're made in our creator's image. The devil wasn't created and he can't create anything. Mm. And so that's why he works so hard to get us to not be and to not do. Because when we be and do, we're acting exactly like the image of our God, which wow. he can't, which he can't do because he can't create anything except chaos. Right. And the way he does that is he tries to get, he tries to get you not to be and do, and he he paints all wow. the pretty pictures of the have. Yeah, and that, that to get goes, you distracted from do, that, doing the being that goes and doing. With the three temptations that he did with Jesus was the lust of the eyes, yep. the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Like you can have all this right here, and that's the same dream that we've been sold over and over. Is hey, look, here's what you can have on this side of have sin. you can have yeah you can have it as long as you don't be and do you can have right, <laughs> and it's so reverse. So here's some key takeaways there with be, do, have. Be a little, be a little, do a little so you can have a little, okay? Don't have be, do. Focus on be, do, have. That's the key right there in becoming. When you become the person you need to be, you'll start doing necessary things so you can have what God intended for you. The problem is the world wants us to have all these things first without becoming and I used to think the same way, more money, nice things, the more important I would become. And But the reality was there's no way you can manage this lifestyle without actually becoming because yeah. you can't be a steward of having all these things. That's good. That's real good. Uh, what's the next gap? Don't, gap don't say I don't know because <laughs> it's the knowledge gap. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's talk about uh, growth gap number two, which is the knowledge gap. You said it, Jay. I, I think uh, it's, it says, I don't know how to grow. And I think uh, a lot of us in prison, because we didn't have certain advantages growing up, yep. that we think that we can't grow like everybody else grows. We can't be a Stephen Furtick. We can't be a Robert Madu because we, we don't have the things they have. Right. There's that word have. Uh, so we can't, we can't grow. And, and what, what, we, what I realized, when I realized this, it woke me up. God doesn't want me to grow the same way Stephen Furtick grows. He doesn't want me to grow the same way you grow. We all have our own unique calling and our, and our unique growth patterns that have a lot of foundational similarities, but he's called us, uniquely called us to do certain things that are different and similar at the same time to everybody else. But he's not going to look down there and go, oh man, Jan's not growing as fast as Twan's growing. Right. 
you know, uh, uh, so-and-so is not growing. Michael Etchison in Missouri is not growing as fast as Richard Tabler, you know, uh, in Polunsky. You know, he's not going to do that, but he does He does hold us accountable. There's no reason, especially with Pando now, so many different things. You do, no one has a reason not to grow spiritually. Uh, no one has a reason not to grow practically. There's so many things on the tablet. Uh, so, would you say I think I think I think part of being a fixed mindset is is to to lead with I don't know how right I don't know how and because you're already you're already defeated you're you're, you're saying that from a defeatist standpoint and what I tell my daughters is if they truly don't know how to do something just add the word yet to it mm. I don't know how to do this yet I don't know the answer to your question yet but guess what I'm gonna do I'm gonna grow. Yep. I'm gonna be and think and do uh, so I can so I can have the answer, and so when you do that, be 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 do have the right way, then uh, then then you you do know how to grow. Yeah. But the devil is the author of confusion, and he wants to confuse everyone into thinking or believing that they weren't made in the image of God and they already have it. In one of the greatest laws I heard uh, John Maxwell talk about at the 2019 IMC that I went to was the law of polarity, polar, mm. polar. And he, he described what polar opposites meant and all that stuff. And he said, the law of polarity is this. He's, and he's talking in the context of being a mentor, helping somebody grow, that's saying, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to grow. And he, he's saying, he asked everybody in the room, I think there was 3,500 there that year, 2019, the one you didn't go to. Uh, you've been to all of them except the one I went to. Thanks, appreciate you. Um, <laughs> he said, how many of you know, he says, it's going to sound like a weird question, but how many of you know that you are in this hotel room right now? Raise your hand. And he said, all of you should be raising your hand. Right. And he said, how many of you know that you're not outside? He said, you know why you know you're inside the hotel? Because you know you're not outside. He says, not just because you know you're inside, it's because you know you're not outside, which outside and inside are polar opposites. He said, when somebody says to you that you're trying to help, I don't know. He said, if they, they can't completely not know without actually knowing. Mm. And he said, he said, they may not know right now, but the fact that they know 100% that they don't know means that somewhere inside them, deeply embedded, is the ability to know. They just don't know how to manifest that yet. And as mentors, it's our job to 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 find a way to have them dig deep enough to where they they realize that, oh my gosh, the answer is inside me. I do know how. I just kept believing that I don't know how, but I do know how. Right. And so that that was one of the life-changing things. I've used that in Forgiven Felons now with all the guys coming out. I don't know. I'm not very good at computers. I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at, you know, GPS. I'm not very good at driving. I'm not very good at this. Well, the fact that you say you, you're not very good at it or you don't know how to do it means that it's in there. It's in there somehow. And we just, my job is to help you pull it out. Yeah. And so that's our job on this series is to help them who may be in that knowledge gap. Yeah. Help them realize that they do know it and, and dig deep down inside and pull it out. Mm. That's good right there. You know, my mentor, or our mentor, Chris Robbins said, uh, Robinson said once told me this. He says, when you don't know what you want and why, you will always be chasing after someone else's dreams. And I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, 
there's no fulfillment in that right there. You know, when we talk about not knowing how to grow, I didn't know how to grow either. This book right here, it has some really great content. I didn't know how to grow at that time. But the key here, despite how great this book is, is it got me started. And yeah. that's the key to becoming successful in life is is you just need to get started. Um, is there a right or a wrong way? No. Everybody has a different type of growth plan. You need you just need to have you need to, to figure it out. Hey, how do I just take one step yeah, at a time? Yeah. And then each step you take, more will be revealed. Okay. And you know what happens to most people when they do start taking those steps, they begin to see, oh, I did know this, and they realize because and they did because it was deep inside them. But once they just like you said, just start, yeah. just start doing it. And then, because every every time my daughter Jessa, you know Jessa, yep. every time she feels like she can't do something, I tell her just to start. Yeah, I'm like just just trust me and start. And then when she's doing it, she's like, "Oh, this is not as hard as I thought it would be. This is something that I do think I know how to do instead of not knowing how to do it." And she just starts doing it, and then it's like, "Oh my!" She goes to the, to the next level of whatever that is. And sometimes in life, that's how we can become, you know, uh, stagnant is we talk ourselves into believing that, that, that we don't know or it's too hard to know, too too hard to learn, whatever. But it's too easy to learn now. We have no excuse. No excuses. Uh, growth gap number three, the timing gap. <laughs> this one is for you. It says, it's not the right time to begin. And I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, I, I found myself saying this a lot oh, of times. Oh, oh, absolutely, 100%. Uh, especially when I was incarcerated, is Oh, well, I'll just wait. There's really not a lot of resources. I'll do it when I get out. I'll do it when I get out. And if you found yourself saying that or you're living in a place of comfort right now where maybe you wrote down a vision statement or a goal that you want to do when you get out, I want to share with you the law of diminishing effect. And here's what it says. It says, the longer you wait to do something that you should do now, the greater the odds that you'll never do it. And, I, and this is very true here because I think right now in prison culture with all the resources that are available, there shouldn't be any reason why you can't get started now. Yeah. If you have a goal or a vision, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're creating a business plan, you can get resources right now to start because it starts now. It doesn't like everything that I've done in life didn't start when I got out of prison. Right. It started when I was in prison. Yeah. Like, I spent five years nurturing this baby of leadership and growth and communication and learning how to increase my confidence and just being able to speak on camera. Like, these things were cultivated when I was in prison, not yeah. when I got out. That's right. You know? Uh, so, it, timing gap. It's not the right time to begin. It's a very deadly gap there. Um, let's talk about well, yeah, uh, I, I do want to. I do want to say something on the law of diminishing effect. The longer you wait to do something that you should be doing now, mm. the greater the odds that you will never actually do it. I'm going to write a book this year. You know how many years I've said that? I don't know, but you're saying it publicly right now. I've, I've said it publicly several <laughs> times. I made uh, the the podcast prison community hold me accountable last year. They did pretty good. They wrote me every once in a while and tell me how's the book coming, but. Honestly, I agree with that, this law of diminishing returns, because every year I go by and don't write it, I feel less inclined to write it. Mm. But I became intentional. 
And there's a ghost rider in Houston okay. who's also a forgiven felon. Wow. God made the divine appointment by he Google searched one year nonprofits that have a cash app. Mm. And he said back when he Google searched that, only two nonprofits showed up. And it was one of them was forgiven felons. Wow. And he started donating to our ministry. He's a ghostwriter. And so he connected his bank account that has his royalties from all his books. Yep. And every time he gets a royalty, he he automatically gives to forgiven felons through the cash app. Yeah. He said, I wanted it to be seamless and, and effortless, and but I'm also a forgiven felon. That's so good. He said, I had time in prison. Yep. And so I think God introduced me to him, you know, and I, we eventually caught up and we start talking. But this year, you know, we when we were exchanging pleasantries, like, hey, how's your holidays? Was it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and he said, well, how can I pray with you? I said, well, I really want to write this book this year. And he said, I'd be honored if you let me help you. And I said, I'd be honored if you help me. And so, and I was intentional about making him hold me accountable. Um, I understand because, because I understand this law of diminishing returns. If I wait another year, I'm going to be less inclined next year than I am this year. Yeah. And he told me, he said, we're going to, we're going to put you on a, at a writing plan. And we're gonna we're gonna have a deadline each quarter. And he goes, I'm gonna hold you accountable and it's not gonna be fun. Yeah. He said, But but I'm I'm helping you write your book this year. Wow. And so so I man, this law of diminishing returns, it's it's not the right time to begin. That has just been my excuse. And and I've seen that law play out in my own life. And um, you know, it's whenever I, I invited Sellies to prison. They'd come for a few weeks and then they'd stop, you know. And then I'll be like, well, how, what, what made you stop? Because I don't know. It's just, I'll go when I get out. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, if everybody did everything they said they would do when they got out, man, we wouldn't have, they, first of all, recidivism rate would be very low, uh, but you just don't do it yeah. because you're not intentional about it. You don't understand all the law of awareness, your environment. Uh, you don't understand all these things. So, um, but, but yeah. Yeah. That's so good right there. I like what you said too, about just, you know, John told us once that a a private commitment is worthless. And how many private goals and declarations have we made, whether that's something that you have hanging on, hanging on like vision board or something, vision board or something like that. But a public goal, which is what you did, a public goal is a shared commitment, which yeah. makes it strong because now you have people that are holding you accountable. And just like you, you made that declaration here, now guess what? We get to hold Jay accountable on this book. So y'all hold him to the fire right there. Uh, let's dive into growth gap number four, which is the mistake gap. And this is a very common one. It says, I'm afraid of making mistakes. Mm-mm-mm. Who isn't? Yeah. Every, everybody's afraid of, and we all make mistakes. Nobody wants to. Nobody goes into think into something thinking I can't wait to make make, make a mistake. Everybody wants to nail it on their first try. How many video, uh, you know, social media clips have you nailed on your first try? Not very many. Not very I know I mean, you're getting better. I mean, we're all getting better. So as you get better, you do it. But back in the day, when you first started doing social media clips, oh man, you know, I mean, how many takes uh, the video Christmas shout out Brian Depore and his wife. Uh, from the time I asked them and they said yes, we'll do it. It was almost almost two days. Wow. I said, did you forget? He said, no, we're on our 65th time. 
I'm like, what in the wow. world? Ain't no mistakes. It's worth 65 tries, man. Just send it, man. Just yeah. send it. Everybody's <laughs> afraid to make mistakes, but there's nothing wrong with being afraid to make mistakes until it debilitates you from actually moving forward. Yeah. You know, I love what Walter Bennett says. He said, a mistake is simply another way of doing things. Look, growth, it can be very messy. It means admitting you don't have all the answers. It requires making mistakes. And sometimes you look foolish. <laughs> right? Almost always. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's the big part of how growth is painful. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't happen automatically. Making mistakes is part of this journey. I want to give you permission right now to fail. And this is something I've learned too is we, we need grace to allow ourselves to fail fast, to fail often so that we can fail forward, okay? Uh, God's going to give you grace the entire way. You know, me being an entrepreneur, Jay, you know, you built this nonprofit. How many mistakes did you make along huh. the journey? Like, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much money I've, I, I don't want to say wasted, but these were painful lessons yeah. that, that, that caused me money, but they were, they were great lessons. Right. And I don't always look back, but but God's taught me through every single mistake I've made that it was just another way of learning and, and doing it, and it just required a little heftier price tag. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. If you let every mistake, if you let every mistake be a learning experience, you never lose. You never lose. That's what I talk about with Jessa when she comes home from a, a game, a volleyball game or a softball game, and she lost. She's crying. First thing I ask her is say, what did you learn? Yeah. What did you learn? Because she knows when she, when she figures out what she learned from that loss that she knows. I'm like, so did you really lose? She's like, no, I won. Yeah. And that's what it's all about because we're going to make mistakes. No doubt. <laughs> That's facts. I can guarantee that. I'm going to put a stamp on that. What I tell people is, because uh, you said, you, you know, starting out, I, I, I'm, you, you probably made a lot of mistakes, Jada. And I'm like, I still make a lot of mistakes. They're just different mistakes. Right. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you're still in the same mistakes 15 years later than you were, you're in a cycle. Yeah. And you don't want to be in a cycle. You want to be uh, in a good cycle of healthy, of healthy things that you're doing. And every once in a while, that mistake will get you to stop, evaluate, and uh and correct yeah. and once you correct then you won't ever be in that bad cycle of of mistakes again there's isolated mistakes then there's patterns of mistakes mm. and you don't you don't want to you don't want to be patterned you want to be you want to you want you want your mistakes to stay isolated step back learn from them because as you learn from your mistakes how much more now can you help the people that you're teaching Amen and you're leading? That. that's that's exactly what we're doing right now yeah is we learn from our mistakes, and here we are, uh, you know, able to, to share with you like the lessons that we've uh, taken to overcome. Uh, I want to talk about growth gap number five. This is the called the perfection gap, which says, I have to find the best way before I start. It's very similar to the mistake gap. It's, it's funny how we go from mistakes to perfection. But but there's a look there's a there's a slight difference because. This is that desire where everything has to be lined up perfectly before you begin. And, and the key is there's no perfect way to start. I don't think life is ever going to be perfect. Like I, I thought when I got married, things were going to be <laughs> happy. Like I would have this perfect, happy life because I found the Proverbs 31 wife. 
I'll be the first one to tell you this first year of marriage has been challenging. And I, because because I made so many mistakes as a, as a husband. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm learning how to become one with my wife now, which I've never done before. So I've made mistakes after mistakes. You've heard. I mean, if you haven't heard that last podcast of me and her, I'm still evolving into becoming like a, a good husband. Yeah. You know, I might be a, a great leader to you know certain certain people, but then now I'm learning how to lead my wife in a totally different manner. Yeah. And it's it's funny because a lot of these laws overlap. Yep. The timing gap. It's not the right time because you're looking for the perfect time. Yep. You know, because yep. you don't want to make you want everything to be perfect because you don't want to make the mistakes. Yep. You know, it's like they all overlap and have <laughs> they're intertwined with each other. But let me just tell you, man, there's no the, the best right time to do anything is now. Now. Is now. And uh, because here's the thing. I've heard people say, well, hey, when are you going to get married? You've been dating for three years. When are you going to get married? Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get my finances right. right. Well, guess what? When you get married, you, they're going to all be wrong again. Because yeah. <laughs> then you're joining finances and you got other things. So there's no right time other than now. And there's no other way than, to, than just to start. And don't worry about the perfectionism stuff because that will get you in trouble. You know, so we, I have a newlywed class at our church. And one of the questions we got to ask the mentors was when's the right time to have a kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no time. So if you wait for that right time, then you will never have kids because there's. And <laughs> what I thought was so powerful was one of the mentors said, he said, "There's not a right time to have a kid, but what it what happens there is having a kid, it forces you to rise up to new levels." Yeah. And I, I thought that was really good because as we're in the season of, hey, you know. We want to spend a couple years just traveling the world and maybe we want to have our financials in place. And when is the right time? It's not the right time to have a kid. And I thought that was really cool because I, I thought, man, having a kid is going to force you to rise up to a certain level of growth. Yeah. Because it, it demands it. Like you, you can't just kind of sit back on it and wait for the perfect timing. You can't wait. Like I don't want to make mistakes. So I want to learn everything. No, like. You grow through this experience, yeah. so I thought that was really cool. I wrote down some uh, some one-liners that I thought were pretty funny here too. Right, is fear the fear of failure is the VIP pass to the exclusive club of never trying. Okay, it's good. Uh, here I like this one. I used to be a perfectionist, but then I realized I was only perfect at stressing myself out. <laughs> Uh, fear is the number one killer of your future success. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I want to give you a couple examples. Uh, you know, when we talk about perfection and just getting started, you know, when I was in prison, Jay, you can kind of touch back, touch base on what you wanted to become. I wanted to become a better leader. I wanted to be a better communicator. And so what I did was I invested my time in reading leadership books I took every opportunity to speak in, you know, in public, whether it was right. in front of the community or in church. I learned new vocabulary words. That's so good. That's important. Yeah, every week, right? I, I would, you know, take the Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and I was like, "What's what are some cool words that I can add to my vocabulary that when I'm speaking to people, I can just, you know, switch it up a little bit." Absolutely. And then I started memorizing scripture like ten to twenty per week. So good. You know, ten to twenty. 
10 a week? 20. That's yeah, good, man. That's really good. You know, some were short, but, you know, I started off in Proverbs, uh, but those were like great conversation pieces. Absolutely. You know, so when, when I say write this down and Jay says memorize it, once you memorize it and you quote it like three or four times, it becomes yours. Absolutely. Because now it's more personalized and now you can actually share it in conversations. And, you know, a big part of me just like having these little viral one-liners because I just memorized so many yeah. phrases and quotes and stories just throughout my growth journey. And now I'm able to communicate it during conversations. So good. So good. Yeah. Let's talk about number six, Jay. <laughs> it's for somebody right well here. this one doesn't apply to me uh because uh you know i 100 percent always feel like doing whatever i'm doing you're not uh, lying on background check are you you're not lying on let's your background go into, check, let's go you? into my background and check that to see if it lines up with what i said oh my gosh Juan! whether it was in prison even out here you know sometimes i don't feel like parenting yeah. but guess what i can't take a day off from parenting what's, what's the growth gap we're talking about here uh, the growth gap is I don't feel like doing it. It's the inspiration gap if you're taking. Oh, the inspiration gap, yeah. Inspiration gap. I don't. I don't feel like doing it. Can I be honest with you? I woke up at four forty-five this morning, knowing that I had to drive three hours in the <laughs> wet, cold rain to be here with you today. Did I want? Did I? What, did I wake up feeling motivated to do? Yay and nay, right? There are many days where I wake up and I don't feel like building. I don't feel like doing ministry. I don't feel like going into the prisons. I don't feel like bringing snacks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's many days that I wake up and I don't want to work out. Yeah. I don't want to read. I don't want to memorize scripture. I don't want to prepare for my next speech. You know, there's many days where we don't wake up feeling like we want to do this. I want to remind you of this one motto that has made billions and billions and billions of dollars. You know what that motto is? Just do it. Nike's favorite motto. It's their mantra. Did you see the movie? Just do it. Yeah. yeah uh, the uh, the one the Michael with, Jordan. Yeah, the Michael Jordan, Jordan movie. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Knowing the whole story behind that was just interesting. Because I mean, I know I've always I've always known the brand. Yep. I've always known it was Michael Jordan. But to see how that whole thing was developed, to see how that whole thing came to be even, was just was, was eye-opening. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the uh, – what, what was I going to say? Oh, Jesus. He had a prayer, a moment, in the Garden of Gethsemane where – I, I like to call it almost his most, you know, he was 100% God and 100% man. And I feel like at, at some point he drew on the 100% God part and, and other times he drew on that 100% man part. <laughs> and in that Garden of Gethsemane, when he was actually sweating blood and he was asking God, is there another way? Yeah. <laughs> Can you take this cup from me? Meaning, let me take this and have somebody else drink it. or Let, let me have another way. And he said, but his inspiration mm. is what is what got him through. But his intentionality, okay, because the Bible says for the joy set before him. That's his why. That's me and you. That's me and you. He's, he, he endured the cross. He endured the sweating, the blood. He endured the beatings on his back. He endured carrying that cross because he knew his why. Yep. He was being intentional. He wasn't, he didn't feel like doing it. 
you know. But even when we don't feel like doing something, there's yeah. always, I want to call it hidden inspiration. And it's your why. Yeah. It's your why. So good. And so sometimes the devil makes us forget what what inspires us to keep doing what we're doing, yeah. even when we feel like don't feel like doing it. And and I'm not saying Jesus forgot his why. He knew his why. And he and I think even even on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them. Yeah. He was he was doing that for us. He was forgiving the people that because a lot of times, you know, it's me and it's people like me and you that put him on that cross. You know, the the people of that day, the religious people today, the 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 religious people put him on that cross. But because he knew his why and he found the hidden inspiration, you know, and he, th- that's what kept him going. Yeah. And so you don't, but you don't have to be inspired. You just need to be intentional, need to be leading your, this is what I'm going to do. But once you start doing it, then you remember your inspiration. Man, that's so good. I didn't have this in my notes, but write this down. Your willpower will run out. <laughs> your why power has to be stronger than your willpower. And I love you sharing that, Jay, because... Why do you want to succeed? Like when you get out of prison right now, why do you want to become better? Right. And that has to be at the forefront of your mind every single day because I'll promise you your willpower is going to run out on many days. And what keeps you what, – what keeps – what drives you is that why. Yeah. And that why could be a, a, a variety of different things, uh, but you need to really solidify that or you're going to forget why you started. Exactly. Every time. You'll forget why you started. And you need to you need to find your for the joy set before you, mm. oh. and that allows you to endure anything. The, the 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 for the joy, what joy is is uh, is ahead of you? The joy set before Jesus was being able. The result of Him dying on the cross for our sins was going to be able to to allow us to live forever with Him in 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 a new heaven and a new earth. That was the joy said before. That was the reason he did the cross. That was, and so the reason you're working out is because you have a vision for your health and you want to live long on this earth for your kids. Yeah. The joy that's set before me. Yeah. I'm going to endure this three weeks of fasting at the beginning of the year. I'm going to endure this diet. I'm going to endure this workout. I'm going to endure this this going to marriage conferences to make our marriage better. I'm going to endure this all these things. I'm going to endure. And that's what it's all about. Man, so, so good. Uh, let's dive into growth gap number seven. Jay, what you got here for number seven? The comparison gap. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. The comparison gap. The comparison gap. Others are better than I am. This is one of the, the devil's favorite tools. I think he's got a lot of tools that he likes to use, but I think I think comparison he loves to use because we can, it's, a, it's the easiest tool for him to get us with, you know. Yeah. Because we all want to be or we envy or, you know, uh, but the comparison gap is, it can be the one that will, will actually get us to derail our process, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's dangerous, you know, because I, we talked about it earlier. God has uniquely gifted and called each one of us. Yeah. So there's no need to compare because your calling is different than mine. Your, your, your mission your, your vision, I like, uh, I'll give this example. Robert Madu, at the end of our year, this past year, he did a vision casting for the next year. And he talked about vision. And he said, you got to have vision. Uh, I got a vision for my health this year. So when I checked out with my coffee at 7-Eleven last week, okay, I have a vision for my health. Right. 
Instead of saying yes to that donut she offered free with my coffee, I said no. She was like, surprise. She's like, you always say yes. I said, but this year I got a vision for my health. Okay. And then he, he, he uses the example of chicken. In Sunday morning service, he said, how many of y'all like to eat chicken and fast food chicken? We all raised our hand. He goes, on the count of three, everybody yell out your favorite chicken place. One, two, three. Everybody yelled out their favorite chicken place. He said, now, I definitely overheard a lot. I heard a lot of Chick-fil-A. He said, but I also heard some Henderson, some Williams, some Rudy's, some Popeye's. I've heard all these. You know what all those places have in common? They have the same mission to get the chicken to the people. That's their same mission. As a body of Christ, we all have the same mission to get the Jesus to the people. But every one of their visions mm. is different. Yeah. He said, he said, Chick-fil-A has a vision of that batter that has crack in it that makes you addicted to, to their chicken sandwich. Uh, Popeyes has their own vision yeah. of, of delivering the chicken. And he said, do you ever see Popeyes or do you ever see Williams chicken or Henderson chicken ever going on? You know, on social media, go, wow, look what Chick-fil-A did. And talking about somebody else's vision yeah. for the chicken. And he said, so, and, and he was wrapping it all up in comparison. We love to compare. And he said, if the secular world and food world don't even compare themselves, then why should we compare ourselves, even if we have the same mission? Yeah. To get Jesus to the people. Mission, to make money a profitable business. To make, there's so many other people sharing that same mission, to have a profitable business. But you got to have the vision. The vision will keep you from comparing yourself to others. Man, that's so. That's really good, right there. Uh, the reality is, there's always someone smarter than you. Yep. Uh, there's always going to be someone stronger than you. Yep. Um, better looking than you. Well, I don't know. More, <laughs> more successful than you, richer, wealthier. But do not let that hold you back. I want you to write this down. You'll never be distracted by comparison when you're captivated by purpose that's so, good. so key so good uh, the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy if satan can't destroy you you know what he's going to do he's going to distract you by comparison and that's the thief of joy you know the bible says there's many members okay i like competing right um you know like sports you know competition i think it's okay to have friendly competition it's not good to compare right and because what it does, it, it steals you. And I want to leave you with this when we talk about comparison gap. Is God gives you grace to run your own race, not anyone else's. Okay. Ask yourself right now, do you have grace to run this race or are you trying to run someone else's race? Okay. Your chapter one can't be compared to someone else's chapter 20. That's good. Okay. Because God created you to be original and not a copycat. That's right. Okay. Uh, as we wrap it up, Jay, uh, growth gap number eight, it's called the expectation gap, which says, man, I thought life was going to be easier, man. How many of y'all, <laughs> how many of you are thinking that life's going to be so much easier once you get out? It's the, these unmet expectations, right? One of the greatest attributes of a good leader is the ability to define reality. It's it's very easy for us to write down big, audacious goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of them are very far-fetched, right? But we need to set realistic expectations if we want to achieve them or we're going to be extremely disappointed. You know, and we talked about that last week, me and Jessa did, or uh, on an earlier episode, where we talked about SMART goals. Yeah. 
and at, taken from the, the acronym SMART. Uh, uh, specific, time-oriented, uh, I mean, specific, uh, measurable, and then A is attainable. Yeah. And that's just what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, if you make it unrealistic, then it's it's not even attainable. And uh, and so you you got to make a realistic goal so that you can uh, you can either get close to or accomplish that thing and that's going to get you to the next level. Yeah, so so good. So what I want to do right now is uh, just want to give you some some re- questions for reflection. Uh, if you're taking notes, write this down. Question number one is, what do you really want in life and why? It's all part. It's it's all part of just developing a vision. Uh, number two, what are you doing to develop yourself? Number three, what would you attempt if you knew you wouldn't fail? Question number four, what steps can you take now to develop yourself? And five, what resources are available for me? Books, podcasts, video podcasts. You're watching us on Pando right now. Um, do you, are there any volunteers or mentors that you can seek out that come into the unit? Uh, what resources are available for you right now? Let's dive into some takeaways and then maybe give some action steps there, Jay. Growth doesn't happen automatically. And that's the whole that's the whole basis of this law of intentionality. It doesn't happen automatically. Uh, growth is painful. Every once in a while, we'll see Jessica come up and go, my knee hurts. And, we're, and, and when we diagnose everything, when we look for it, research and go, okay, she didn't sprain it. She didn't stretch it. She didn't tear anything then we have to just chalk it up to growing pains. And and she's growing tall just like me and Jessa or Jessamy. So we know that, that she's going to experience growing pains. And and we just tell her when we know nothing else happened, we know nothing else is wrong. We and she's having restless nights through a little small season. We're just like you're you're in a growth spurt. Sometimes we'll even take her to the wall yeah. and show how long have you been having these pains? For a few weeks. Well, let's measure how, how tall you were three months ago and how tall you are now. And there's like an inch and a half growth in between there. Wow. Well, in that time, you've been discussing how, how painful your, your knees are. It's because you're going through the growing pains. But she just endured it for the joy set before her because <laughs> she knew she, so she could be taller than daddy. Yeah. You know, she's she endured it. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hey, where'd that pain in your knee? Oh, it's gone. You know, and then we just look back and go, okay, now you see when you get this pain in the future, now you understand that it's just growing pains and you're able to respond to it differently in the future. And uh, your discovery zone begins when your comfort zone ends. Um, I, 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 I uh, learned this on a deeper level in prison when I read a book called The Dream Giver. And I think I may have mentioned it to you guys. Um, and, and he comes ordinary, the, the guy in the book, ordinary, lives in the land of familiar <laughs> and, and with, a bunch of a, with, a, with a bunch of nobodies. And they never leave to pursue. They never leave the border to pursue their dreams wow. until he did one day. And when he did, he found heartache, rejection, uh, you know, f- fatigue, weariness. He found all this stuff. When he's leaving, he didn't have to experience any of that by staying in his land of familiar and going to his regular job, nine to five, coming home and watching the box. He didn't have to, none of that's painful other than just the fact that the pain of not ever trying. And that's what his dad told him. He says, son, I never pursued my dream. 
And now his dad lives with the pain of never pursuing his dream. And he's trying to get his son to say, son, it's going to be painful. You're going to have hard times. You're going to experience growth pains, but you need to go. Don't worry about what your mom says. Don't worry about your what your best friends say. All the, you don't have any money. You're not qualified. You're not this. You're not that. And all that may be true, but it shouldn't stop you from going. Yeah. Get out of that complacency. Get out of that land of familiar and go. Yeah. I mean, I, Twan, I can speak on stage anywhere. I love it. I feel like I'm almost built for that. Yeah. But then when you tell me to write a book... My confidence is that little. Yeah. When you tell me when I first, when God first said start a podcast, I'm like, no, I need people in front of me to talk to. I don't want to talk to a, into a mic of no one. Yeah. I was scared. Right. Look at, look at me now, you know? Yeah. So, uh, some simple action steps here as we wrap up the law of intentionality is identify which growth gaps are keeping you from becoming the person God intended you to be. And then how do you, I want you to add personal growth to your calendar. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I want you to put personal growth on your calendar, whether it's, you know, spending time to read, to memorize scripture. Maybe you want to practice learning how to communicate better. Like, how do you actually add that to your calendar? And one thing John said is, if you really want to personal, if you really, really want to develop yourself, he said, focus on two things. Grow in an area of choice and number two, grow in an area of skill set. So good. So, for example, an area of choice could be how do I practice more patience or how do I become more self-disciplined? Okay. That's an area of choice. It's, it's a choice when it comes to your attitude, right? right. Uh, work on those things. When it comes to skill set, I wanted to become a better communicator. So what I did on my free time was I studied communication I practiced speaking in public, whether it was in the church or it was in Toastmasters, if you have it at your unit. But I practiced every single yeah. week. He says, start off with those two things right there. Focus on maybe 30 minutes to an hour each day in those areas and watch how fast you grow. So good. That is so good. And and it's true. And and, and we don't need, you know, nowadays they in prisons, they have all the resources that you need. But I also want to say I came from prison in a time where we didn't have all these resources. But I remember one day in a cell, the Lord said, go to prayer call in your dorm. Well, we're, lock we're a lockdown, but you can still go to prayer, prayer call in your dorm. You can still sing. You can still ask somebody questions. You can still learn from something from somebody. When you know you're growing is when you intentionally learn something new every day, whether it's a word vocabulary or whether it's somebody's name, you know, I mean, there was a time in prison where I'm like, you know what? I've been here three months. I don't know everybody's name in my dorm. Right. And to learn something new every day, I challenged myself to learn somebody's. And then when I knew everybody's name, guess what I did? Hey, where are you from? Now, now I'm learning where their city with the city they're, where they're from. And as I, every, I mean, and, 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 when I, when I intentionally, decided to learn something new about the people in my in my pod 56 men pod then I began to grow myself because I'm now I'm growing knowledge in their lives and growing knowledge in their hobbies and growing and, and I just kept going when I when I learned everything there was to know about all 56 that were in there about one topic where you're from whatever then I'd start another topic hey what do you like to when you're out in the world what do you do as a hobby 
what do you do for fun? And now I'm, I'm bringing value to their life because I'm, I'm showing interest in their life. Yeah. I'm being intentional about starting a relationship. Now I have relationships with all these people, you know, even the ones that don't want a relationship with me. They can't go anywhere. They can't run. And I'm bigger than they are and uglier than they are, so they're not going to beat me up. But I began, and, and just by being intentional about my growth, even in the knowledge of those people in my dorm, that that sparked a knowledge, uh, a desire to learn more in books. Mm-hmm. And I read more books in prison, Juan, than I've, I've read out here combined all my life. Oh, totally. I agree. So, but it, it, it came down to me being intentional. And, and what it... What growth looks like in prison may look a little different out here, but the foundational principles are the same. And and the best way, you know, our core values at forgiven felons is taken from the word uh, is taken from the word felons, and that E stands for education. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Uh, in the Gums core values, we have curiosity, generosity, curiosity, love, and honor. The curiosity is don't be afraid to ask questions. In other words, don't be afraid to learn. Learn learn something new, and so. When you have those as when you have education or learning as a core value, then you can begin to uh, you know it kind of becomes your life. What do you what do you think? You think you think we covered everything pretty good? Yeah, I, I think so. So those are some action steps. Those are good ones. Like he said, what add it to your calendar when you write something down. When you write something down, yeah, in your calendar, on your tablet, whatever, it it kind of it kind of almost helps make it solid. Does that make sense? Yep. That's good. All right, well listen, we are uh we are trying to trying to switch. We're done with this episode, but um uh, this ain't the last one. This one's probably gonna be the longest one because we want to set it up with our introductions and everything. But um we are we are actually going to uh, do some really good stuff on these next ones. So, uh, Tuan, if you have any parting words, uh, we'll pray. And then uh, don't forget, if you would like a copy of our notes, we do, we are, you know, we are reading from these notes. So if you like, if you like a copy of them, let us know and uh, we'll, we'll send them to you. And that way you can uh, remind yourself of these notes. What do you think? Yeah. Just get started. Oh, you know what? I, I actually had it on that camera. It's on this camera. Oh, I just showed you the next law. That's next episode. We'll see you then. Thank you for not letting your background hold you back, but making it pay you back. And uh, we will see you uh, on the next background check-in. These check-ins may not be as short as the uh, past check-ins, but that's okay. They're still going to be check-ins because they're the middle of the week. We're just checking in to say, hi, how you doing? All that stuff. And, uh, but, but we want, we really want to do this and and this helps us grow too. You grow when you when you help somebody else grow. You are growing by default as well. And if you're gonna live life on default, then live it on a growth default. Come on. All right. Won't you pray us out, Juan? All right, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for these laws of growth, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity just to reach so many people using the Pando app, Lord. I yes. pray, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would mote us, and everyone that watches these videos, Lord, that you would ignite a fire in them to invest in their personal growth their spiritual growth, their mental health, and just everything, Lord, that you've called them to be, Lord. I pray that you would guide them and provide them with the right resources, mentors, education, uh, and, Lord, that you would challenge every single excuse they have, Lord, 
that is keeping them from growing. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.